Hi, this is a message for uh, Sorty Tim. Um, I've been listening to your Buddha's teachings po- podcasts, and um, they have been really good and um, a very awakening experience. Um, what I would like to ask is a question around desires, which are, um, as you mentioned, linked to sufferings. Is there a, a, such a thing as good desires? For example, for you to be successful in something that you want to achieve in life um, and and desires that help you uh, do the right thing. In that case, um, would it would it uh, be be good to um, be attached to those desires or just want to understand your viewpoint on that? Thank you. Look forward to hearing from you. Hello, welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti. So one of the questions from one of our listeners, uh, G, as you have all just heard about his question regarding desire. Okay, is there such a thing as good desire? So thank you for the question, G, and it's a good question. Desire in the Pali language um, is called Tanaha. Okay, the word Tanaha in Pali language is translated to desire. Tanaha is spelled, I believe, T-A-N-N-A-H-A-A. Tanaha. Okay. Or something close to that. So what is tanaha or desire? Is there such a thing as good desire? Because in the teaching, the Buddha said desire is the root of our suffering. Because we have desire and then desire creates the clinging, creates the attachment. So. What about desire to become successful? What about desire to do good things? Are those um, also um, do do they also lead to suffering? Are they are they something that is not good or because we do have we only have good desire? Okay, so here's what it is. When it comes to desire, uh, tanaha, desire translates into attachment. And attachment, when there's attachment, there is suffering at the end. Okay, so whether it's good desire or bad desire, there's suffering at the end. Why is that? Okay, so desire comes from intention okay first of all when we do something every single one every single human being on this entire planet we do certain things it start with in intention evolution okay and that intention or the evolution is triggered by our senses okay and I have this covered some of that in 
you know, part of that in the previous in the earlier episode. Our senses are the triggers. Okay, the five senses. The five senses trigger the 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 intention, and that intention turns into into desire or attachment if we don't watch it. Okay, so when it turns into desire, desire has attachment. Okay, so we desire to do good things. Okay, now doing good things. If you desire, let's say, you, okay, we say, I desire to do good things. I desire to help others. I desire to uh, to to lead people to do good thing to 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 I have desire to to share whatever I have I have desire to do this or to do that or what about the other thing that we have how about our desire to see that our children grow up to be to be successful right see so all of this, these are good desire. They're not bad desire, right? We don't desire something bad. We desire something good. We desire something for other people, you know, to to be better. So, especially now, the, the most of the people, the desire, especially for parents. So I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna hold on into on to, into that. Okay, parents' desire for the children is for their children to be successful. Okay, so is that a good or a bad desire? Desire, just like I said, um, has attachment. Okay, why is that? Because when desire is not met, right, what happens? So the word desire has an embedded expectation, and that is where the problem is. The word desire is a clinging, is an attachment to something or wanting something, and also it has expectation embedded in it. We desire for our children to get straight A. Okay, to become a wealthy, to you know, to become successful in life, you know, earning um, a lot of money, because we all think that you know money will make people uh, happy. So we don't, we're not going to get into that subject, but. Let's say if that desire is not met, what does that mean? We want, we have good, uh, we have this desire for our children to become rich and all that stuff. But when the children don't do what we expect them, you know, to do. See, it's our own expectation that come from this good desire that we have, which we think is a good desire. 
it upsets us when it when the children don't do according to what we have in mind okay and when that happened now suffering uh, comes along you know suffering arise because they don't do what we tell them to do they don't do what we expect them to do and this is out of this suffering comes out from good desire it come, come out from attachment so desires has attachment that's that's where it's it's tricky okay so let's say let's look at a different uh, scenario we desire to help people to help others okay so now it's they are people that are not family members they are not even your spouse or your kid okay just other people you, know, you go out there to do charity work to help others or let's say you know like organization of doctors without border and things you know or the red cross now do people go out there as volunteer okay they do there do you go out to do good good uh, Samaritan work to offer uh, good things is that good desire is that what you call good desire that I would not call it as desire desire comes from intention all right the intention to do good things create desire but if the intention is just okay just see there's, there's a couple of steps here that is very close to each other okay that you we have to follow intention started out and then desire when desire come up this when there's desire and then there's attachment right so what if okay think about this a little bit now if we just think of something you know whether it's it has nothing to do with good or bad okay and instead it's the right action you it's in your mind you think that is the right thing to do right let's say helping others volunteering okay um, you know doing charity works you eat deep inside something tell you that is the right thing for me to do and it's something that I can afford to do see that's a different that's a different thing right so right action is one of the teaching in the eightfold noble path right action right so this is where it comes in right action is you just see you do something that is the right thing to do and that thing has no desire what you do is just you feel that is the right thing to do it has nothing to do with desire right so when you do so the good so when you do the right thing let's say you do volunteer 
there has there is no attachment right there's no clinging there's no craving there's no desire to oh i do this because i want you to 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 be this and i i want you to to, to be better or, or think it's not it's there's no wanting there's no desiring or anything it's just that you just know it's the right thing to do and that is it see that's the difference between right action and desire okay so the word desire which is tanaha okay has attachment and all desire when when all desire has suffering at the end just like that just like i have said because desire always expects something right and even because i've seen many you know charity work and volunteer people and stuff they have good intention right they are desired for people to 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 prosper to be good to do good but a lot of them run into frustration and things like that it is because you know the people who uh, you know they go out there to help let's say right to offer help um, to that they do good work in order to uh, you know promote the 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 benefits of others but others some you know others are being you know themselves sometimes they appreciate you know your work sometimes they don't okay and when they don't appreciate your work and it is because your desire for them then you and then you feel upset right you feel the remorse you feel hey, why should i do this you know i mean i volunteer my time okay i volunteer all my uh, my sweat and 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 money and all that stuff and look what i got you see that that is the thing that has that it has something to do with desire and it has something to do with expectation and also there are a lot of people believe it or not you have to uh, observe this okay there are a lot of people who say they are good people okay they go out there to do good to help others but because out of their quote unquote goodness okay it turns out to be a disaster because the desire create this this narrow mentality in the person it, it makes the person feel that i'm a good person okay and i'm i want to do something good for others so it instead it sort of boosts the ego of the person that i'm a good person okay even up all the way you know high to i'm a holy person and things like that i'm going out there to 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 do good things but so to do good things i have to eliminate bad things see there are people who think like that their desire is to provide good thing okay to do good thing so what is good thing to them the desire to do good is to eliminate bad in the mind of the good thing of the good people so to do that what they do they eliminate people who they think that are bad people 
evil people. So they go out there and they eliminate bad people. Okay? That is what desire to do good thing. And it goes into history. There are so many wars and stuff out of out of holiness out of being good. This desire, it doesn't matter. It's good desire, bad desire at the end. It has issue. And the two, the bad desire and the good desire, these two keep us in bondage. These two keep us what in Buddhism called samsara. Good desire, bad desire. Both of them are just like one is a gold chain that chain us down. The other one is the iron chain that also chain us down. Both keep us in the bondage. Both keep us in samsara. Okay, so desire mm, at the end, no, because it has attachment. But right action is different. Right action is something that you do out of true love and compassion, but there's no desire in it. You just do it because you think you know it's the right thing to do, and it's out of love. It's out of compassion. Whatever the result is, it's not, uh, it's not even in, uh, in our mind. Right? It's not even in a consideration or we, I, you know, the result should be this or should be done and what not. There's, there's no such a thing. It's just an action that comes from inside, from out of love and compassion. And once you do that, it's the end. Right? When you perform that action, that whatever it is that you do, volunteer work, or charity, right, donation, or whatever, because it comes out of right intention, which is, what is it? It's out of right action, right, right view. See, this all fall into the Eightfold Noble Path. With the right view, with the right action, right intention, and you just do it, but it's not it has nothing to do with desire. Right. So, go back to the scenario of, let's say, our children. Okay, let's say we have children. The attachment that we have for our children, the love for most of the people, is the, what we call the, in Pali word, is Lokaya Dharma. Lokaya Dharma. It means it's a love of the, of the physical world. It has attachment, very strong attachment. Okay. So when it has strong attachment like that, it always, always leads to suffering at the end. Okay, one way or the other. It, 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 it just, that's how, that's how attachment goes. So, 
while we're on the subject of attachment, okay, desire, this desire and this attachment is one of the things that is very, very difficult for us to let go. It doesn't matter how hard we try, okay, because this attachment is human nature, you know, to not being attached is that you have to almost like, you have to become like Buddha, right, enlightened, become detached. What, what exactly does that mean, you know, we attach to what? We attach to the physical form, to material stuff, and we, we attach um, to, to our thought, to our perception, to our ideas and opinions. Okay, so because of this, and this attachment is, is with us. It's, it's, it's like a, it's just like a super glue that we, that, that, that we grow up with. And it's just there all the time without us being aware of this attachment. What I'm okay, I'm gonna give you this example regarding attachment. Okay, so let's say if you have a dog, or if you don't have one, so it's just picture you have a dog. Okay, your dog loves you. Okay, now you sit down at the, your dinner table and you eat. The dog will come next to you, right? He gonna he, you know, sometime you know he he he, he just there and and want a piece of that uh, dinner that you you have also, piece of meat or you know a little crumb, you know, things that here and there. So he you know. If the dog has a little um, issue, which is all most of the dogs do, unless they train, you know, they come and beg you and you know and scratch you, say, "Can I have that little piece?" Right, just like you know, because they want to have a piece of uh, the, the dinner that you have also. And and again, just like I said, unless the dog has been trained that you don't give them any, you don't toss them any food, anything while you eat, so the dog knows that they're not going to get anything from you when you eat, so they, they won't come near you, because they have been trained not to expect anything from you, right? But I'm just talking in general, let's say for uh, uh, normal you know, dog that not trained, in, in the nature way is when you eat, the dog will come close to you. That's the natural. That's the, that's the way of nature. So the dog will come and you know sit and close to you and scratch you. Maybe you know once once a piece of meat, once a piece of food from you when you eat. So you eat, okay, and then sometimes you know, people do toss a little food to their to the dog. Some people don't, right? So if you give the food to the dog, you know, the dog of course is a little happy, but he's still gonna be there and sit there and just wait for more. Okay? Or you don't give the, the dog anything. You just eat. Okay? The dog can beg all he wants. You just eat, you say that's a good thing. That's not a good thing to do. So you just eat 
when you're done okay you wrap everything up everything goes into the trash bin you're done okay so let's see what happened at this point when you're done okay you wash your hand you clean you're done and you go you know pick up your your smartphone or whatever go sit down on a, on a sofa on a couch what does your dog do at that point the dog would come and sit next to you right and be happy and just cuddle with you and play or he just being some or he just go if he has a companion or he has something he does he just go off and do his business right play or go sleep or go whatever that's what the dog do right or he comes sit on your lap if you know if if he's a lap dog or she's a lap dog he will come and sit next to you and sit on your lap and be just like that see that's what a dog do okay now another scenario you have kids or you have or you have a spouse you go to the mall okay or walk to the mall and your kids or your spouse they see something very nice very beautiful they have to have it it's a must they say oh man or it's a once in a lifetime chance or let's say you say you have a teenager they come to you dad mom my friends are going to the to the concert i need a couple hundred bucks you know get tickets to the concert next month because they're gonna go you know it's once in a lifetime chance please give me two hundred dollars right you say no she or she keep begging please 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 mom that i this only one time two hundred dollar you know i need you say no honey i don't have money or for whatever reason right the answer is no okay so in this case right now it's just like when you eat the, when you're eating you're not tossing any crumb to the dog it's a no what happened when you say no? What does your children do? They will be mad at you. They'll be angry at you for the rest of the month or even two months at least. They won't even talk to you, right? They say they call you mean and all that stuff, right? Okay. Now, all your spouse, say your spouse see a nice dress or a nice jacket and you know at the department store two three hundred bucks okay oh i gotta have this honey we're on budget we don't have man but we have gotta have the i i, I really please I, I i we don't have what does the spouse say the spouse got so upset say oh you don't love me anymore so, so now ruins the atmosphere for the rest of the day or could be the rest of the week or whatever and she or she will bring it up or oh, you you know you don't you 
you see the, the you see the you see the attachment to it that's what attachment is okay the attachment to something and when you don't get something you don't get what you want it turns into grudge right? it turns into suffering if you compare that to the scenario of that of the dog that you have the dog he don't get the crumb he don't get the food from you but when you're done you say, you say no you're done you wrap it up it's a, he will come around and sit on your lap and just being there does he have any grudge does he hold any anger or why didn't you give me any food anything why you you're so mean right you don't give me any uh, crumb and stuff like that you're so mean does the dog have that feeling The dog has no such a thing. But for human, you see what happened between be, between the two? For human, they hold grudge, they are angry, they are upset, and they remember you being a mean person, being a stingy person, being a whatnot, whatever. They don't talk to you for and this is what happened to attachment. This is what happened to attachment. See, for dog, their love for human is unconditional. Unconditional. They just love and they love. You see, you we give them food and whatnot. Yeah, that's fine. If we don't give them treat or we don't give them crumb from the dinner table, when you're done. They still come and sit on your lap. They're not holding any grudge against us, against you. Not human. Human is totally different. Why? You, 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 you see what I'm, I'm getting at? Attachment. Because of this the ability that we have about this, you know, thinking about the one thing about this, this desire creates I'm only describing one scenario. How many things of how many of these things that we go through our life on a daily basis? We go through this attachment. So many of them on a daily basis. And things happen the way we want, yeah, we get happy and things don't happen the way we want. Oh we get upset because you see how crazy it is with desire. And because of this, people don't talk to them to each other for the rest of their lives, right? Parents and children, and especially parents, parents when children grow up, they say they never look back or talk to the parent. Sibling versus sibling, they don't talk to each other, okay? Because of desire not met. Desire, this desire has attachment. Okay. So, now how I'm going to take this a little bit uh, deeper into attachment. How does attachment work? Okay. How does it happen? Okay, picture this. I like you if you can, okay, or right now or later on. On a piece of paper, you draw 
a picture of a man or a woman on the left hand side. Okay, on the left hand side you draw a picture of a man or a woman. On the right hand side you draw another picture of another of a person. Also you draw a picture of car or a house or any object you want. Okay, on the right hand side you can draw a whole bunch. On the left, the one picture of a person, that is you. Okay, and on the right, you have a whole bunch of pictures. Okay, and from the left, I want you to draw a line, one line to each object on the right hand side. Okay, one line to each object to on the right hand side. Okay, that line is attachment. Alright, that line is attachment. So you have many lines of attachment from one, from you on the left hand side to the many things on the right hand side your children, your spouse, your house, your car, your job, your title, your money, your popularity, your status, okay, your ideas, your thought, your perception, your religion, okay, or whatever, it's on the right hand side, your country, your nationality, your race, okay, it's all attachment, you draw lines to all of those, okay, you see, so there are multiple lines coming from one source, right? All of these lines here, they appear on a daily, weekly, monthly, you know, yearly basis depending on occasion, right? But our thought works like this. Even though we think that we are multi multitasking, right? But the way the thought process goes is happening one thought at a time. One, there can be only one thought in our mind at any particular moment. Okay, there cannot be two thoughts. There can leave on, There can leave, There can only be one thought in the mind at one at one time. So at in at one time you have one line. Right now you have one line, okay? That one line attached to whatever object and things like that. Because that's, that's the thought that you have right now. And then when you think about the next thing, that line, the previous line is done, it's gone, right? A new line appears. That line now is attached to the next object or to the next conversation, to the next idea, ideology, or whatever, okay? So, these lines here keep flipping, keep changing, okay? Look, 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 because that's a thought. A thought change from one thought to the next. Look, 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 right? Okay, so, the attachment that we have is changing according to our thought. Look, look, look. Okay. 
So how does this line appear? It appears, and when does it appear? It appears this attachment that we that we see, that we hear, we smell, we touch, right? All this that we are experiencing right now, we have this attachment to it. Okay, just follow that. The attachment start when we wake up, and the attachment goes away when when we go to sleep. So during our waking moment, our attachment is there. When we go to sleep, there's no worry. There's no, we don't stress when we sleep, right? We only stress when we awake, or when we worry, or we angry, or mad, upset, happy, right? Glee, joyful, whatever. All of those things only happen when we are awake. So all of those are attachment. Okay, so that's what that's how it works. So when we the sense, the five senses bring the information to us. It triggers something inside, and it's compare right. Do the comparison and stuff with the memory and all that stuff, and then the attachment line go up, whoop, attached to that item, right? At you at. The attachment to the item, to uh, and whatnot. That's where we can never get away from the things. So let's say somebody go, you go through life, right? Your daily uh, activity, things happen. You get upset. You get happy without knowing that all of these are the activity. Okay, the activity of the mind that is producing this attachment to the object. Okay, this object makes you happy. This object makes you mad. This op, this person gives you uh, upset. That thing give uh, uh, give you joy, and uh, it's all of attachment line. You throw out just like you throw out a fishing line. It's the same thing. Bloop. You attach to that. Oh, you're happy, and then something turn around. You're not happy, and change from one thing to the next. That's what our life is all about. That's all there is to it. This attachment line here go out constantly, and we don't know, right? So because of this attachment, there's a reaction that goes along with that, right? The the the, the reaction that goes along with this attachment, that reaction is what create emotion, right? The reaction of two things. When you react, okay, there's emotion that is in there: happy, mad, sad, angry, upset, stress, worry, and all that. That's reaction. That's emotion. Okay, and it's in that line, that attachment line. If there is no attachment, you have no, you have none of those uh, emotion, right? People dying every day on this planet. Okay. People get, people, the children get, you know, teenager get into car accident and die every day in this country. Are we crying every single minute they die? No. How come? Because we don't have attachment to those people. We only have a, we have attachment to our own kids. 
if it happens to our own kids, be cry because we have this line, the attachment line. You see, see because of this attachment line, it's when something happens, the trigger is we have reaction. That's different between us and the enlightened people. Okay, the enlightened people understand this mind. They know how the mind works. They say, oh, the reaction, the emotion, how it comes about, okay, it's because of the triggers from the five senses and also plus a sixth one that is called the, the physical mind, okay, we call it the physical mind, uh, not the deep level mind. And the reaction is the, what caused us to suffer or make us happy and all that. What the Buddha thought was to watch this very moment of reaction. The trigger you will always run into all the time as soon as you wake up, triggers come in. You see your, you see your room the same or not, you notice it right away. If somebody come in while you sleep and they move something around when you wake up, boom, you know right away. You see? Because before you sleep, you already have an attachment to, to your room. You know where everything is. And when you wake up, when it's things out of place, boom, right away. So, because attachment, there's many things. There's, there's long line. Of, there's long. If you draw the line, there can be short line. There can be sh long line, but it's all attachment, right? So the Buddha said this. Watch this, okay? When it triggers, if you have to follow the your 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 your, your thinking mind. Okay. Attachment leads to emotion. That emotion, all this thing that we go through, is that the what we call who we are, right? Okay, that's what make people don't understand when their things happen not according uh, to what they expect, and you know, sadness, sorrow and all that stuff. It's because they, they, they do, do not understand how the mind works. The, 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 when the, the mind goes like that, and it, it goes in a loop like that and in, in a way, right? It go out there and get the object the, through the five senses and it comes back into the mind and the mind interprets it and react back, okay, through the line of attachment. It keeps going on and on and on like that. Okay, so it's a loop. Okay, as soon as we wake up, it's a loop of of, of uh, reacting to what we receive. Reacting to what we receive. Okay, so this continuous loop that's what keep us in bondage. The Buddha said, if you want to get away from this attachment, because if you believe that attachment is what leads you to suffering, and you want to break away from this attachment, just watch this mind. Okay? That things happen the way things happen. But why is, 
why is it that we react to it? The reaction what cause the problem. If we don't react, okay, we just see things as they are, okay, and we respond. We don't react, okay. We respond when it is necessary. If it's not necessary, we don't need to respond. That's where the breakaway is. That's the break of the samsara. The break from the cycle of suffering. Okay. You don't always react. You don't, you know, just go. If because if we don't watch this, then our mind is in full control, one hundred percent, all the time through throughout your entire life. That's why this uh, the mind is in control. You have no you have no no ability to do anything. But you, if you can see this, you can be in control of your mind by not having to react to things. You can respond according to according to what according to right view right intention and right action and these thing, three things it has to be it has to based on compassion if this right the view of compassion when you view things with compassion when you view things when you have a right the intention of with the with compassion and the action with the base of compassion is the right response. So certain thing, even though sometimes you want to, you 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 think something that is not right, but there's the time that you assess the situation and say, I don't need to respond. It make things worse and stuff like that. So you choose better time and you know whatnot. So. Draw the picture, right? Study it and see how your mind works. Okay, this is the main concentration of Buddha's teaching about your own mind. It's about nobody else but you. Know your own mind. There's nobody that, and just like you know, there are many saying, you know, the man who can't, who, who uh, won a thousand bottles is not as powerful as a man who can conquer himself that's what it means how you conquer yourself it's it's not to let your mind control you but you become this one solid person on the left hand side that say when things happen on the right hand side you you see object you see you hear things whatever comes in, you don't let those things you know, push your button in a way, in another word. You just here on the left hand side, okay, just be there and you just say, okay, do I need to respond or not? You see, instead of reacting, okay, uh, and then become angry and without understanding, 
right? And we jump into conclusion. You know, reaction makers uh, jump into conclusion without understanding no nothing. We don't understand, and and it it oh it keeps people in such a misery, in such a mess, uh, in bad relationship, and you name it. And that that's you know it it's happening in every single family, every single individual. Okay, and because of this, you know people. A lot of people have issue about you know when you when you when when their when their line okay the attachment line is so strong to a certain thinking to a certain uh, let's say there's some kind of they have some kind of argument okay and they're right and then they keep thinking you know they're right and the other person is not fair okay the other person is being you know misleading or or whatever. So now the attachment line is very strong to the perception that they are, that they are right. The other person is bad, is wrong. So they keep thinking about it. So you see the line of attachment, the attachment to that idea that, that I am right and the other person is wrong. And because of that attachment, suffering occurred because now, now the voice is going round and round in, in, in your head. Because I'm right, the other person is this, 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 right? About that, this happened to every single person. Okay. To eliminate this suffering, you have to cut that line, that attachment line. Okay. So yeah, that's what I like to share today, which is I I think is this is a good. Um, it is a good topic to cover. And as always, please leave a voicemail if you have any uh, question, idea, suggestion. You know, I would love to hear from you. Alright, you all have a good day.